Hi, friends. My name is Gabrielle Kaplan Mayer, and I'm so delighted that you found the Five Questions podcast. In the month now that I've had the podcast out in the world, it's been really exciting to hear feedback from listeners, and I welcome your feedback. One person asked, why do I only share the first name of my guests? And I I reflected on that, and my decision in doing that is that I really wanted you to meet the guests in the moment that we're talking. Um just in our conversation, in the way that each guest shares so openly and honestly and beautifully about their gratitude and their hopes and what grounds them, um, and of course their favorite ice cream flavors. And I didn't want you to go and, or listeners to go and and uh, check out a biography and, you know, we, we Google people and think that we know who they are. Like, I didn't want us to be in that realm of our brains. I just wanted us to meet the guests as human beings who are going through struggles and challenges and feeling hopes and joys and, and struggles in the way that we all do. So I, I'd love you to weigh in. Send me an email. Um, you can actually do a voice message on um, Anchor if you're listening on Anchor. My website is gabriellekaplanmare.com. If you like the podcast, I invite you to check out my books and I do speaking gigs and all that good stuff. And I'd love to hear from you. Today's guest is a woman that I've known for about 10 years. She is a magnificent teacher, mentor, human being, um, who I think you're just going to appreciate so much. In this case, there is something I want you to to know about her. Um, Marge has created a powerful blog, The Grief Warrior, and in the show notes, you can find a link to, um, to Marge's blog. In our conversation, she shares about an experience she had um, in losing her son, Ron, um, several years ago now, and about her journey through grief through healing, and Marge is truly, in my mind, one human being who you will learn from and appreciate and fall in love with. So check out the interview and check out her amazing writing on the Grief Warrior blog. I'm so happy to welcome Marge to the Five Questions podcast. Marge, where are you calling from today? I live in Northeast Philadelphia, Lawndale section, uh, an independent living apartment at a, at a place called PPH, which means Philadelphia Protestant Home. And how long have you been living there? Uh, my husband and I moved in here uh, about a year and a half ago. That's great. How are you liking it so far? We knew it would be a good move for us. It's beyond mm-hmm. our wildest expectations. I tell everyone. Oh my goodness! We moved into an all-inclusive resort where we when we sit out on our little balcony. If there was yeah, this I think we were on a cruise ship. It's really good. It's really a good place. 
I'm so, so happy to hear that. And what, what a wonderful way, you know, we hope that everyone finds that kind of place when you're looking for, mm. as you said, independent living. That is amazing. So it's hard sometimes for people to even conceive of the concept of letting go where they live or and, and everything that they've loved and everything they're used to and move to the next place. But it, it was a gift to ourselves and a gift to our family too because we're so well cared for and we're free. Um, we just yeah. go and play out in the world now, you know? That, that's so awesome, Marge. Well, I'm going to start this uh, interview with a deep and probing question. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh-huh. <laughs> bourbon on the rocks. Bourbon on the rocks? Tell me about that. I bet you haven't heard of it. The, I have not. The advantages of living in a place where it's all grown up. They offer yeah. such ice cream flavors as that. The ice cream vendor here is called Jack and Jill, and every year in the spring, they they invite everybody to an ice cream tasting so that we can decide on all the flavors that they'll offer here all year. And we go in this big social hall and all that's around is ice cream. And then they, and people are supposed to vote on what they like the best. Bourbon on the rocks was, was everybody, was such a favorite. So it's not, oh my gosh. On, not always on the selections, but it's on there on a regular basis. Yeah. It, it's really, really quite delicious. And it's not the kind of thing you're going to see in your local neighborhood place because it sounds no. like it should, they should card people, you know? It, yeah, it's like art, artisan. And March, I've got to just tell you, if I had my choice of my favorite drink, which was not the question, that that would be like what I would treat myself to. So, oh, interesting. Um, oh, yes. So I'm very intrigued by that ice cream flavor. That sounds amazing you've got to come over and have some with me <laughs> that's a date for sure marge thank you so much mm. what are you thankful for today i am grateful that in in this time of my life i am surviving the loss of my son uh, three and a half years ago suicide and it rocked my world the loss of ron totally rocked my world and i knew i wanted to survive but i couldn't even comprehend survival and uh and every day in those beginning days and weeks i would wake up in the morning and say i i survived another day how did i do that how did i do that and then but I do, and I did, and I continue to, and I am deeply grateful for that. Traumatic grief changes, changes you profoundly, as you can imagine. And, uh, mm -hmm. and it's sometimes when you're in this kind of a, a grief, you feel like nobody, nobody knows me. Nobody really mm -hmm. knows me. Every, I, I'm in a, a country where nobody speaks the same language as I do. And, but you just stay with it and, and you walk through it and and people are wonderful and there's just here like there's there's no laws to follow 
there's the no rules to break. And uh, so you, you, you go through this grief and you just figure it out. Just figure it out. And I'm yeah. grateful. And I figure it out. I do a lot of ritual. That's part of who I am. Ritual gets me through lots of different things. And, and even thinking about ritual is helpful. And also bringing comfort to other people. That's a big part of getting through my own grief. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I can do all of that and still breathe and move forward and have fun. I do. Yeah. Well, Marge, thank you so much for sharing that. And I imagine there will be listeners who discover this podcast who might be in grief like you and not know how to move forward. And so you sharing this is really profound. Thank you, because it permeates my life, but it does not define me. I never mm -hmm. could have expected to be able to move through it, and I am, and I do. Could you share, when you mentioned how ritual has helped you, could you share an example of a ritual? Sure. Uh, well, one thing, um, we scattered uh, Ron's ashes at a very special place in, in Larimer Park and then put a memorial bench there. And on a regular basis, I go there, spend time there. There's a stream that runs in front of, in front of Ron's bench and next to it, there's a bench for my brother Jack and his ashes are scattered there too, as well mm -hmm. as in the stream. Sometimes we collect water from the streams and we bring it back into our home and I use it like for like blessing water because it, it flows oh, over wow. the ashes of our loved ones. And so yes. I water plants with it. I put it on our, our face when we're on our way out the door. Because here, our loved ones are blessing us, you know? Yes. So, with me, it's life is full of ritual opportunities. So, um, I'm doing, I do small and large rituals a lot of times on Halloween. Halloween is a yeah. very rich day in Celtic spirituality, which I'm really into. Mm -hmm. so I want to go over to the picnic area at Larmer Park and build a bonfire, which is what the, that's part of Celtic spirituality and, and offer libation to our, to our loved ones who have, who have gone before our holy ancestors, as I call them. So I have. That's so cool gather with me there and we'll build a bonfire and we'll maybe write some things and letters to ourselves of self-forgiveness and throw them into the bonfire. Oh, so. That sounds so healing, Marge. Everything, everything in ritual kind of transforms the moment and helps, helps to kind of lift the heart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this next question may connect you to what you just shared, or it may take you to a different place, but what is something beautiful that you've noticed this week? Oh, I had a really lovely experience. On, on Friday night, I went with my sister and our best friend in life was like a sister, and we saw the Linda Ronstadt movie, and it's, I think it's called Linda, Linda Ronstadt and her voice. Yeah. 
it was so beautiful and it was so it so filled our hearts because she's about the age the three of us are mm-hmm. and we all kind of grew up with her music anyway it's yeah. just so so adorable she's so adorable you know and and I they showed one of her albums I said to my sister you gave that to me for my 30th birthday do you remember oh my you goodness and it, and her music it it was captured it's a documentary it captured her vivaciousness her her humor i loved her she lifted other women and 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 celebrated their talents and created best girlfriends in them you know yeah and uh, now she has Parkinson's, you know, mm. and uh, she's aging like everyone ages. And it was just a movie, such a beautiful tribute to her. We That movie ended and the credits were running. The three of us are sitting there and we're just going, wow. wow. Mm. It just touched our hearts. Really loved okay. it. I am, I'm out to go see that. <laughs> I cannot wait, Marge. But it also sounds like it was the experience of the film and her and sharing it with your sister and your friend who's like so, a sister. It's just true. It really was. And, and it brought all her music back to me. And now I can say, Alexa, play Linda Ross. <laughs> You couldn't have imagined doing that when you got that album, right? I know. Isn't that funny? It's so true. Oh, she's got oh. some. Her musical range is just incredible. You have, yeah. to, you have to see it. You'll be like, can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Marge. That's, that's awesome. What helps you to feel grounded? Well, I do lots of self-care. That's really important part of of grief grieving so uh as i mentioned larmer park our, our benches are about a half a mile walk into the park and the, the and there are two entrances either entrance that you take is beautiful it's just a beautiful park and then we get to the bench area which is a little at a little bend where the stream is so sometimes i go over there at least once a week sometimes twice and Tom will come with me most of the time, but not always. And to sit sit there, I bring music. Sometimes I bring a drum, and I play a drum and sing. And I'll pray, or if I'm trying to sort something out, I'll talk to Ron about it, help me figure this out. Well, you know, what do you think I do here? Listen mm-hmm. to the sound of the birds. Listen to the sound of the stream. Watch the, the every time you go there. It looks different depending on, on what the sky is like, what the sun is like. And it's ancient. It's uh, you, you can just sense the Native American um, kind of energy there. It's fabulous to be there. It really is. It sounds so grounding. It is. And frequently when we go there, we'll see people quietly, like sitting on Ron's bench and then I'll just keep walking, just like let them have this, you know. And so people take pictures of themselves there and send them to me. Ron Spence has has its own Facebook page, right? And people send pictures, and 
and or frequently I'll run into people and they'll say, I saw your son's bed because it has his name on it and we'll mm. quote what he said. By the way, I mentioned um, October 31st Halloween. That was the last yeah. time I was alone with him and we walked there, to, to oh. which is one of the reasons we chose that place and why that October 31st is especially sacred has so, so much significance for you. It does. It does. But sitting there on that bench, it's just, yeah, this is so peaceful and lovely. here. I am it's so a- happy that you have that, Marge. I, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a healing place. It really is. In fact, we call it on Facebook, it's called the Ron Silverstein Healing Bench at Lama mm. Park because it feels healing to be there. We're going to share a link in the show notes to that page so people can see the beautiful photos. Um, of course, of course, Marge. And my next question takes us from that very grounded feeling you're describing to something that I know every human being experiences. And I imagine you did a lot as you said, in the early stages of your grief, but where do you turn when you're feeling lost? That would be to my marriage. I am really fortunate to have a wonderful marriage to a, a truly sweetheart of a husband. And and when Ron died, he would say to me, and he still says this to me regularly, you get a free pass for the rest of your life. You do not have to do one thing you don't want to do. And he means it. He totally means it. He, I'm off the hook for anything I don't ever want to do. And he reminds mm-hmm. me if I get put up in obligation or something to say, remember, remember, you get a free pass, you get a free pass. <sighs> and just knowing I have that freedom really helps yeah. me make really sound and solid choices. And and he just has you know, when when people take marriage vows, we have to yeah. no way. We say for better or for worse and liquor for boil, but we have no idea sometimes the things that are in store. And we don't. We don't. And that's part of the um courage of getting married because you take somebody's hand not knowing it, it lies ahead. But people don't imagine that they're going to be holding a sobbing spouse night after night after night. Yeah. After night, you know? And right. doing, doing it with so much love and grace and tenderness. So, oh, Marge. Helped me so much. You d- describe such a depth of caring when you shared. Tom's wish for you that you don't take on any obligation. I mean, for him to be able to know that, that that's essential to your healing and you're getting through, you know, the grief is such a depth of caring for, for your partner. So it's so, it's just so helpful. It's just so helpful. And, uh, Mm. never once has expressed any, um, impatience or, you know, or, or wishing I would kind of get along with it or something. Never. Mm-hmm. But he'll just say, I'm just amazed that will you get 
what you do behind you. You don't have to do anything else, you know? So, yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Really, really. And Marge, I've shared with you in, in, um, the Jewish, uh, culture, there is a tradition, uh, or a name called Beshert, which means you're, you're meant to be, you know, your partner who's meant to be for you. And when you're describing the way Tom is with you and how you feel with him, all I can see is that word Beshert come up for me. That's a great word, isn't it? Sometimes, it really is. Sometimes there are words in the Jewish tradition that just that just define something like no other word could. So yeah. Ah, uh, well, you guys, you guys are it. <laughs> and Marge, I have I have one more question, um, which is, given this amazing human being you are, and I'm so humbled and grateful that we're having this conversation. What is a hope that you're carrying for the world? I, I hope that I am carrying for the world is, is more healing. You know, there is so much pain in the world, in, in our country right now. And, and even going back to Iran, one of the things I say, the only, the only thing I'm grateful for and the loss of Ron is that he doesn't have to witness what's going mm. on in this country and the, and the leadership of this country. It would, it would hurt him so much. We are all in so much pain over it. Our hope is that my hope is that we can stay with it. We can be faithful to it. The other day I had the honor of watching Elijah Cummings funeral. I gave oh my goodness. The whole morning, like a retreat morning. Yes. Like, this is what my soul needed today. I mm. just needed to be exposed to this, to this goodness, to this person of such light and love in the world. And, and to hear his story, to see the impact he made on people, to hear again the voice of Barack Obama, you know, to hear yeah. his voice ringing in, in my living room again and the powerful things that he would say that would be healing. Um, so we've got to move past this, this incredibly painful time. In Out there in the world, there are so many more good and kind and just people than there are unjust people. There's so much goodness around us. Every day I'm really amazed at how much goodness is around me. That must and it will prevail. That's, that's my hope. And, um, Lord, mm. I, I, my prayer is that I, I live to see it. I, my prayer is that I live to see a better day because mm. people are so good, really. Every yes. Day. You go out, you're around people, and like, oh, these people are sweet and kind and funny, you know? Help. Yeah. I mean, that's the way people, that's what humanity is like, you know? They help, help you through. They guide you. They pick up your things that you drop and put them back in your hand. And that's how we are. And that's the goodness that's going to get us through this. That is my, that is my hope. If that would be, I have a dream speech. That's yes. 
That's beautiful, Marge. And I think that so often, you know, we have to pause to notice that goodness and that kindness. And um, when we're surrounded by negativity, which can can be in our popular culture and in our media, sometimes we miss that on the ground in real life, the depth of kindness and goodness that's right around us. It's just true. It, uh, where I live, I, I always say about this place, oh, there is so much kindness here. But we go out a lot everywhere we go. I just feel like if you you watch, if you observe and are present to people, it takes your breath away how how wonderful people really are. It really does. Um, just I, I just am always touched and amazed by the goodness. That's so the good people. That's what's going to save us. That's right, Marge. I want to add one more thing so that listeners know, and I'm going to put it in the show notes, but you are an amazing writer, and I have been so moved by your blog where you have really written in depth so honestly and vulnerably about your process of grief. So can you just tell us the name of the blog and and just close with a little bit about why you started writing? Thank you. Uh, the blog is called Grief Warrior, and it's on WordPress. And shortly after Ron died, I am thinking about the events of that day. I didn't, I did not want to forget anything, you know? I, I wanted to capture it in some way because I wanted people to know. And part of my grief process is I'm very open about it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, right, right from the start, I I said the word suicide, which is hard to say for yeah. someone that you so love and cherish. You know, but it, there's no embarrassment or shame in it. It's like saying cancer or heart disease. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it comes from a mental illness, and I I wanted people to know that and to know me and know Ron, and then and see their loved ones, and, and mostly have compassion and empathy for each other because everybody that we walk past is the walking wounded, you know? Mm-hmm. If you stop any individual and and you got to the center of their pain, yeah, we'd, be, we'd all be astounded that they're walking around functioning. Yeah. Or, people are carrying a lot out so mm. I just wanted then to give to give that my own focus. Yeah. And thank and, you. Like a little, yeah. a little window into my heart too. Yeah. Well you you do it and um as I said, I'll share that because I wanna make sure that people are discovering it and reading it. It it's really had a profound impact on me as your friendship and leadership has, Marge. So I want to close by just thank you for coming on the podcast and being so generous with sharing about your your experience in your life, Marge. Thank you. Uh, it has been a joy and an honor. So thank you so much for inviting me to do this. 
All right, Marge, take care. And you as well. God be with you. Thank you. And with you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for joining me on the Five Questions Podcast. I'm Gabrielle Kaplan-Mayer, and I'm so glad you're here to check out the Five Questions. My goal for this podcast is to create space for reflection and for noticing. The people I talk to are not necessarily religious or spiritual leaders, just us human beings trying our best to appreciate, to reflect, to find strength when we have challenges. I'm grateful that on this podcast, I speak with Deborah, a friend whom I haven't seen for over 20 years, who shares deeply and personally about her vulnerability and healing. Take a listen.